Um, as a small uh, organisation, we, uh, we obviously can't implement anything. All we can do is attempt to float an idea, and we'll actually we'll try to do it a bit more strenuously than float, maybe push an idea, and hope that the, the key um, stakeholders who can really achieve things, who are in the room today, can pick up the ideas we have. And the key idea is really about linking things up and networks and making sure that walking can, can flow seamlessly. So Will has presented all uh, correctly and, and strongly all the benefits of walking um, and we want to see how it might be improved. This is our idea. So there's a few more figures. The huge numbers of people walking on our streets and this is a view I, I used to have as I sat in that uh, room there, sometimes bored in committee meetings, sometimes even more bored in management meetings. And thank good I've, I've retired. And you'd look out the window and you would see this gross misallocation of space, all that road space, the motor vehicles on Westminster Bridge, and the pedestrians crammed into that tiny space, suffering high levels of pollution. For a very long time, it has really been pedestrians last, not first. And thinking about the links and the networks we want to make, they're in a way only as strong as their, as their weakest link. And if you think of some of them, the weak link begins right at the beginning of the journey. So for anyone coming from Eurostar, wanting perhaps to go to UCL, the British Museum, probably more importantly to Cowcross Street, there, there should be a, an amazing walk. And the hotel has been so superbly renovated and it looks as if it would be a marvellous way of just coming out of the station, wandering down here, seeing Camden's magnificent new Judd Street and walking seamlessly to Bloomsbury or, to, uh, or even to the Inns of Court. Um, but, and this is how it was when it was first built, a lovely engraving, you see them all coming out of the entrance now. Alas, no thought was given to pedestrians when the renovation and restoration happened. And now the pedestrians are directed, though without any sort of real signage, to a funny little bolt hole here. And if you come from, uh, from France or from Brussels or even further afield, this is your first view of London. It's extraordinary. Um, there are other, another example of the same thing where links need to be better is uh, from Blackfriars Station. So there is the most glorious little walk at Blackfriars Lane, which the city has treated so well, and then you can go north to Smithfields or turn right along Carter Lane, uh, past all those wonderful surviving houses. You're in the middle of the city and, uh, and no doubt at the office. The problem is the crossing of Queen Victoria Street. So here, if you can see all that dot, is, is Blackfriars Station. Just beyond there is a little lane, but this is what you're confronted with. This journey is not starting well, and it might put off those unfamiliar with it. Um, another one. Uh, sorry, I, I should say I'm presenting all the bad. Emma is going to present the after, which is only appropriate. So this is Great Queen Street. This might be the gateway from Covent Garden. So you come down here uh, from the Hoban Tube, and this is how you access Covent Garden. Uh, really so much parking, much of it in use. What it doesn't show is the very large amounts of traffic that are often on here. But something really should be done, and I'm delighted to say that we've walked these streets with Camden officers and with Adam Harrison, and watch this space is all I can say. Uh, 
Another one up at St Martin's Lane. This could be the most lovely uh, way from the National Gallery to the British Museum or from Charing Cross to, uh, to Tottenham Court Road. But at one point there are actually four lanes of traffic. It's a terrible rat run. Uh, and finally, how do we make it better? Well, I think we know quite well. And on one side, we need, as it says there, attractive, direct, low traffic, low pollution streets which will attract walk walkers. And this is a piece of Covent Garden. On the left, there are two identical streets. On the left is King Street, where, which is an improved public realm, uh, reduction in traffic, traffic not allowed at some times of the, of the day. Lots of people, wonderful scene. This is its sister street, parallel to it, Henrietta Street. Scarcely anybody there. So um, urban movement and Chris Martin have uh, created this wonderful phrase, sustainable hedonism. In fact, it works the other way around, hedonistic sustainability. What we need to do is create an environment where we'll really want to walk, where walking is the best choice. And I think there's a way through it. People say, where does through traffic go? And I think, I mean, obviously all the councils have produced great maps with their hierarchies, but the, the city's street hierarchy is perfectly clear. TfL roads, borough roads, and the rest is the local access road. What a fabulous job the city's done there. Is, is free for pedestrians that it can gradually be changed over time. But we know that in the end, this is going to be largely dominated by active travel. Um, and the great thing is that London has its, uh, its great street <coughs> hierarchy because all these new roads were smashed through in Victorian and Edwardian times. Um, Sir James Thwaites and McNaughton, the heads of the uh, Metropolitan Board of Works, were in a way London's housemen. And you'll see, I mean, one of the clearest ones, Charing Cross Road created new Victorian Bankment, Victoria Street. A huge amount of road building happened. Perhaps the most notorious example was, uh, was in uh, Kingsway. 600 ancient houses destroyed, uh, lots of uh, slum clearance. Only one house survives in the area, the old curiosity shop. And this is the massive scale of works that went on. Surely having created this road, this should be where the traffic's going. And so we have a simple and elegant solution. Medieval streets, well, ancient historic streets for pedestrians, Victorian roads for motorists. This is Watling Street in, uh, in the city. Um, see what a lovely walking environment it is. It's obviously important to have deliveries, to have access for shops, etc., to have something that's accessible for people with disabilities. But it, managed to it is possible to achieve it, as we can see here. And the traffic is going on Cannon Street. And that hierarchy, I think, is just as things should be. It allows us to link up the places we want to go to. Um, and another, this is from where I used to work, this is Tothill Street that used to be the ancient characterful street to Westminster Abbey. In the 1850s, Queen Victoria Street was smashed through. Um, this is where the traffic should be. Tothill Street could be a gentle, quiet walking street rather than a bus park. Um, and obviously there are many different needs of people in, in, in London, uh, workers, holidaymakers, residents and children. They have different routes, want to get different places, but there's a great deal in common that I think our walking network can help. And so here is a few of our ideas about how you might link it. I haven't shown the whole 
plan we have of London, and we're working on that, and Emma will tell you about the map. Um, but look at this Charing Cross Road, this characterful St. Martin's Lane, Monmouth Street, the traffic could go along here. <coughs> Similarly, Waterloo at Bow Street, Endell Street, to the British Museum, or to Tottenham Court Road, and on to you to the new Euston Station, and the traffic can go up Kingsway. And now, Emma, would you like to take over? So now you're going to hear the bright side of how things are going to be better, having had a sadly rather too negative picture. Thank you. Thank you.